Hi there, you're listening to the Gospel Doctor Podcast, and I'm your host, Prince John, and my goal is to provide nuggets of the Word that will make the body of Christ operate in full potential. Hello there! You're listening to part 4 of the series, The Road of a Warrior. Now, this session is titled, The Mosaic Covenant Today. For any of our listeners who have just started to listen to the series, we have been having so much fun in the past few sessions, especially in the previous session, when we found out from the Word of God that we are the children of the promise. And that at the moment we were born again, we were included in Christ, and we received a part of the Abrahamic covenant. And this is all just because we are the children of the promise. All this because of Jesus. Wow, that was what we saw last session. Now, just the fact that we have all the blessings of the Abrahamic covenant itself is amazing. But there is more. And in today's episode, we will look into another significant covenant and its significance in our life today. The Lord Jesus Christ did not just die so that our sins would just be forgiven and that we could just go to heaven. Now, that's an amazing thing, but that was not his only intention. Now, make no mistake when I say this. If salvation was the only thing that we, that we got, it stood, still would be an amazing blessing. However, there is more. Once you know that there is more, it is up to you. It is up to you whether you want to take it or not. I believe there should not be anyone who goes to heaven and gets to know that there was more. It would be such a sad thing to happen. So that's the reason why I do these podcasts, by the way. Now, I remember when I'm talking about this, I remember a certain incident which happened a few years ago. There was a man who lived from paycheck to paycheck. After so many years, he saved a little bit and he thought of going on a cruise. So he barely, he's worked hard and he barely made the money that was needed to buy the ticket and he got into the cruise. Once this guy got in, he stayed on the deck and never got inside in the restaurants in the ship. He, he would sadly kind of st- stand outside most of the time on the deck and would stare at the other passengers who were having fun in the restaurants and having food, having great conversations, partying, and they, they all seemed to be having a lot of fun. Now, the, the captain of the ship he saw this happening every single day and he thought of actually going to him and asking uh, if everything was all right. So he says, uh, he sees him and he tells him that, okay, sir, I have been noticing for a while now that you have been staying outside on this deck and that you don't come in. Now, please do let me know if, if the staff or anyone among us have offended you in any way. You are most welcome to have food with us and to enjoy with us. The guy answers, Sir, thank you, but I have used all my money somehow when I bought the ticket. I don't have any money with me to, ha- to buy food from the cruise. Now the captain uh, gets a little bit shocked and he's like, Oh, forgive me for not explaining it to you clearly. The ticket includes the food. So once you're in the cruise, uh, the food is free. Now this guy, how many of you know that the voyage of this guy, the trip of this guy in the cruise would have changed after that very incident? Because it is paid. It's up to you 
to decide whether you want to have food in the restaurant or not, or want to stay in the deck, but at least you should know what you what is available with the ticket. Now let's continue on the covenants. Now the first question I want to ask is, what's a mosaic covenant that an Abrahamic covenant is not? Or what's so special about the mosaic covenant? Now the Abrahamic covenant ensured that we will be a great nation, have children, be a blessing in every single way to others, and no one can curse us or harm us. However, the Mosaic Covenant was a very significant one as well. It was an amazing covenant. But it was conditional. The blessings which God had stated in the Mosaic Covenant was absolutely conditional. And it was like, if you do certain things, you would get blessed. And if you don't do those things, you will not get blessed. But if you read, if you read the list of blessings which are mentioned in the Mosaic Covenant, they are absolutely amazing. Now, let's read from those. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body, and the produce of the ground, and your offspring, and the offspring of your beasts, the increase of your herd, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way, and will flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself as He swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity, in the blessing of your body, and in the offspring of your beast, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will you only will be above, and you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today, to observe them carefully, and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, or to go after other gods to serve them. Now this is really amazing. When we read this itself, it's so amazing the kind of blessings which God has listed over here. It, it seems like he looked for every possible interaction a person could make and he blessed them all. He was looking for ways to bless you. That's the kind of God we serve.
He is not against you. He's always trying to bless us. He's always trying to bless us in every single way. Unlike what we hear in the pulpits these days. A lot of the times people preach a God who wants to punish us and who is always trying for ways to not give us a blessing and who's trying to torture us in some way or the other. But that's not the God who we have. The God we have is looking for ways to bless us. He is the one who came up with the blessings. Now God, like I said, goes into specific details about how he could bless Israel. I wanted to be very clear. This was about Israel. However, it was also conditional, right? If they obeyed the Lord's commandments, they would receive the blessings. And if they did not, they would be punished. As simple as that. So the people of the Old Testament, we see that when they call the name of the Lord, we see that throughout the Old Testament. When the people called on the name of the Lord, they were blessed. God delivered them. God did amazing, amazing things for them. On the other hand, when they stood against God, when they rebelled against God, even if they had to stand against an army, even if they had to face an army which was so weak, they were defeated. Now the Israelites knew this. They knew that every single blessing was from God and it depended on the fact that whether they were following the Lord's commandments, keeping His law, or whether they were rebelling against God. In Psalm 75 verse 6 and 7 it says, For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert comes exaltation. But the Lord is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. The Lord judges. It's based on whether you would keep the law or not. So the Israelites knew this really well. Now many people, including David, tried to keep the law to the best of their ability. Now David was a man after God's own heart. And still, he was not able to keep the law perfectly. Now, you might ask, how do I know that he was not able to keep the law perfectly? In fact, it was not just David. In fact, no one in the Old Testament, no one was able to keep the law perfectly. Now, we read about this in Romans 3 verse 9 to 12, where it says, What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged. So the final verdict is what Paul is saying here. We have already charged that both Jews and Greek are all under sin. For it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands, there is no one who seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become useless. There is none who does good, there is not even one. And Paul's, Paul repeats that again in Romans 3 verse 23 where he says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the point is that the Old Testament blessings were available, but yet the Israelites were not able to obey them. And, and they always fell into sin and they were not able to keep the law according to the, to the standards of God. Now the Pharisees claimed that they were keeping the law, but Jesus exposed them because nobody was able to keep the law according to God's standards. Now this looks like a very sad ending, right? The Israelites were the only one include, included in the law and they were not righteous in the eyes of God. And because they were not righteous, they could not have any claim on any of the blessings in the Old Testament. In fact, the only thing they had a claim to was the curse. 
In Galatians 3 verse 10, it says that those who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Wow! Whatever God intended for them to be a blessing turned out to be a curse. Now, let's pause there for a while and let me ask you a question. Okay, it's question time. Is the Mosaic Covenant applicable for us? The answer to that would depend on whether we can meet the conditions of the covenant, right? Now, what were the conditions of the Old Testament Covenant or the Mosaic Covenant? Now, the first, co uh, first condition was that they should be Israel because the covenant was between Israel and God, right? Now, the second condition was that they, would be, it should, they should be able to keep the law perfectly. They should be perfect in the eyes of God in terms of keeping the law. Now, if they violated one tiny command in the law, that meant that they violated everything in the law. Now, that was how tough it was to keep the law. Now, now, when we take our case, by nature, we are Gentiles and we don't have any part of the covenant because it was only for the Israelites. Also, we are unable to keep the law as well because just like Israel, we were unable to do it as well according to God's verdict until Jesus comes. Now, I feel this is the moment where there is a lot of music because the hero comes into the scene, like a movie scene where the hero comes in. <laughs> now, let's look at the first condition now in detail. Now, are we Israel? So if we are Israel, we will, we will actually fulfill the condition. If we are not, we will violate the condition, right? So we saw this in the past, um, like the last episode, but we will look into it again. So we saw in the previous episode that we are. Why? Because we are the children of the promise. To prove that, we read from Romans 9 verse 6 to 8, which said that, For they are not all Israel who are descended from Israel, nor are they all children because they are Abraham's descendants, but through Isaac your descendants will be named. That is, it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise who are regarded as descendants. Now we saw this, and that settled that we are Israel. So, no question about that. However, that is not the only condition. There is a second condition as well. The second condition was that only a person who keeps the law perfectly will have any claim to the blessings. We saw that naturally we are not able to make any claim, right? But, but, the moment we had faith in Jesus Christ, something happened. Something tremendously amazing happened. Now, let's read Romans 4, 5, which says that, To the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. That means all that Israel couldn't do all those years with all those law gymnastics we did by having faith in Christ Jesus. Technically, it's not us who did was what Jesus did, and we were being credited. Our accounts were being credited. Now, our faith got credited as righteousness. This is amazing. We have righteousness in our bank account. Wow! Now, let's read about that also in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, which says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we... Okay, that we are the righteousness of God. 
Many of us keep saying that, oh, I'm just a worm. I'm nothing. I'm good for nothing. I'm such a worthless guy. And but but this is what God speaks about you right now. What God says is that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So does that mean that we are righteousness and our sins are taken into consideration as well? Does that happen together? Now Paul makes a clarification of that. First of all, it doesn't make sense, but I have to explain this because a lot of people will have that question. Was it possible for a person to be righteousness and yet, you know, it's considered that they um, their, their sins will still be taken into consideration? Now, Paul probably anticipated this question and he answers this in verse 8 of the chapter 4 of Romans, where he says, as a fulfillment of the prophecy, blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not take into account. How does that sound? I am excited. Now, what does that mean? Now, this is what Paul says in Romans 4 verse 15, where he says, where there is no law, there is no violation. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not take into account. Now, what are the implications of this? The implications of this should be so exciting. And I'm so excited right now. As we continue to read Romans 4.16, it says that for this reason, it is by faith. In order that it may be in accordance with grace. Now he's going to say the reason. So the promise will be so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants. Let me read that again for anyone who didn't hear that. So that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants. Now there are two keywords here, guaranteed and then to all the descendants. Now that's the promise we have received. That's the promise we have received. Now, that means that the promise is guaranteed to you and me if, you, if we are in Christ Jesus. And, that's, and we established already that we are the descendants of Abraham in Christ Jesus, right? We are the heirs to the promise in Galatians 3.29. And the promise is guaranteed to us. Shouldn't we just shout a hallelujah at this? Isn't it so amazing what God did? Now, we were not part of the promise. If you want to think about it, we were not part of the promise. We had nothing to do with it. And we were outcast. Nothing to do with it. And what God did is that He died for our sins at the cross of Calvary, included us in Him. And because of that, we have the Abrahamic promise. And because of that, we have the Mosaic promise. And we are blessed and the promise is guaranteed because the only condition why the promise couldn't happen was if we violated. But the Lord says, where there is no law, in Romans it says, where, where there is no law, there is no violation. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not take his sins into account, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't it an amazing thing? The promise is guaranteed. Now that's why Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1.20 that for as many as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Now, he doesn't put any conditions again. He says that for as many as are the promises of God. So think about any promise in the Bible. Think about any promise in the Bible. Then Paul says that in him, if you are in him, they are amen. Therefore, also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. That's why we sing the song, all your promises are yes and amen. In him, they are yes and amen.
Now you might ask, what do you mean, brother prince, that we are blessed? You mean with all the promises? There's no promises that we are not blessed with? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. You have claim to every promise because that's what we read also in Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. It says every. I didn't add it over there. None of the preachers added over there. It says every single blessing in Christ Jesus. It is because of Jesus Christ that we are blessed completely in Him. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Let that sink in. Dear brother and sister, dear brother and sister, once you realize this, your life will never be the same again. You will see Jesus in a different light. Every verse in the Bible, will start, you will start seeing it in a different light. Things will never be the same. My friends call such kind of a situation that now you will start reading the Bible with a different pair of glasses. Now, things will look, look so different. You will see that this is what God has been saying all along. There's so much of blessings in Christ Jesus. He is for you. He's not against you. He is for you. Now let's read Deuteronomy 28 like you mean it. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body. Now remember that it says the offspring of your body. That means that you have the blessing of an offspring. Now I know it's there also in the Abrahamic covenant, but I just wanted to stress that. And the produce of your ground. That means whatever you do, you'll be blessed. And the offsprings of your beasts, the increase of your herd, and the young of your flock, even your animals, right? God is blessing them all. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in and blessed shall be when you go out. That means that no matter what you do, you are blessed. The Lord will cause your enemies who revolt against you to be defeated before you. That means anyone who stands against you will be defeated. Now, again, while I'm reading, they will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns, in all that you put your hand to, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Amen. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, as he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Let me pause over there. You see, this, it says that the Lord will establish you as a holy people but in the new testament to all who are born again the lord says in first peter 2 verse 9 that you are a holy nation wow so this is fulfilled this promise is fulfilled because the conditions are fulfilled now let me keep reading so if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, like I said, it's fulfilled. So all the people of the earth will see that you're called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground in the land which the Lord your uh, Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow the lord will make you the head and not the tail and you only will be above and not underneath 
if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today, to observe them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Now in Christ Jesus, it's done. Once you have faith in Christ Jesus, our faith is credited as righteous. Now, one of the points which you can see over here is that the Lord will, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. That is one of the blessings which God has given us. But sadly, many people say they run away from this, saying that God doesn't want us to be prosperous. God wants us to be poor. That's what they keep saying. But the Lord wants you to be prosperous. And also we see the people of the earth will see that you're called on the name of the Lord and they'll be afraid of you. So are the people afraid of who you are, the power that is manifested in you? Many of the time we don't see that. If the world asks us, how are we doing? We, we tend to say, I'm okay, I'm okay. We try to be like the world. We try to do things according to them so that we will not stand out. But God has kept you as a light of this world and that is why the light is not hidden. The light should not be kept hidden. It should be kept wherever Everyone can see the light. That's what God expects from you. It was God's promise that you will be uh, you will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation if you obey my voice in Exodus 19 verse 5 to 6 and 1 Peter 2 verse 9. We are a royal priesthood. The conditions have been taken care of. Now we have such esteemed role in the kingdom of God. Now the Bible has been talking about it over and over again. It is such a blessing to be in Christ. People might say that the earth and its riches are not what we are looking forward to. Yes, it is not what we are looking forward to. But what's the problem in enjoying them? Because it's part of the ticket. Remember the example which I gave you? Now, if you remember the example which I gave, uh, the story which I gave in the beginning about the guy who was in the ship. Now, imagine how the modern day Christians would have reacted to it. A lot of people would have said to the captain, when he asked him to get inside uh, because it's part of the ticket, they would have said, oh, no worries, I'll probably stay outside and probably you will like me more. Now, if I was the captain, probably I'd say, well, that's your prerogative. Uh, you can stay there as much as you want, but anytime you want to come in, you're welcome. Now, what if this person, now, now think about this. Now, what if this person chooses to stay outside and heckles every person who tries to come in? and saying, you are a sinner. Now you should be standing outside on the deck and not eating anything and ins instead you're inside having fun. Like, aren't you supposed to think about the destination rather than sitting inside? They don't realize that it's paid for and they keep heckling people who go inside. Now that's legalism. That's exactly what the Lord does not want. The Lord is even more gracious than I am. I probably might say, you better stay outside. But the Lord is saying, come in. You are my child too. I want you to enjoy the blessings. I mean, the Lord placed Adam on earth. And he, he placed Adam on earth to enjoy his presence. And to enjoy the earth. And to make it a blessing, right? That's why he placed Adam on earth, to have fellowship with him and also with the earth. The earth is our responsibility too. Because originally we were given the authority of earth. Now, dear brother and sister in Christ, there is a lot available. Now, I've just 
just the tip of the iceberg. Now, you can go ahead and read for yourself and see how much the Lord has blessed you with. There's so many blessings. So many. All your promises are yes and amen. And it's not even done yet. That's how extravagant our God is. It's not even done. Now, the blessings of Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant are great blessings. Make no mistake. But God went a step further. He went a few more steps further, like in fact. God made the whole, changed us completely. He changed us into a new being. That's so amazing. The new creation topic is such an, such an amazing topic. And unlike the two other blessings, it's something that we are, who we are. It will take even ages to understand it completely. And I don't think we will ever be able to understand it completely. But it takes ages. But I really suggest you subscribe to Rediscovering the Gospel by Edward Serdiuk, who does an amazing job in explaining it. Now, we can see one thing though, that the new creation is about a better covenant with better promises. Now, I didn't say this. Now, we already saw that, um, you know, the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant have amazing blessings. But in Hebrews 8 verse 6, it says the new covenant is an amazing covenant. It's a better covenant with better promises. So if David believed in the Abrahamic covenant, Abrahamic covenant, and he was able to do amazing things, think about the better covenant which we have received. The better with better promises. We should be doing much more than what we are doing now. As he is, so are we in this world. So that means the Lord, the world should see Jesus in us. But is that what's happening? It's high time, dear brother and sister, that we lived according to the privileges that are available in Christ Jesus. Because your blessing is not just for you, but for someone out there. If you lived way below your privileges, you're not using what God has made available through you to another person to know this truth.